Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Without My Sister. I am currently without my sister in Fort Wayne, but my sister is also in Fort Wayne. I am Beatrice McCabe and you are? Rosemary McCabe. Excellent. So today, Rosemary, I was... Today, Rosemary, I was thinking of you as I was visiting an open house for a friend of mine who is potentially looking for to move to Fort Wayne. And I was thinking to myself, God, how many open houses have I been to? How many houses have I lived in, etc., etc. And I was thinking of you also thinking of moving right now. You've been doing all these home renovations and now you're about to not even reap the benefits of these home renovations because you're thinking of moving yourself, correct? Um, absolutely correct. And Brandon's in a frenzy. Today, he came in and tore up the carpet in our bedroom. So now our bedroom... With his like bare hands. Church. This sounds kind of sexy. Beatrice, stop being a pervert at my fiancé. <laughs> now our bedroom sounds our bedroom sounds like an echoey church and is freezing and covered in like dust. This dust. is bad news just when you gave away your whip. You could be it's hearing crop, the... Beatrice, crop. the crop. You could be hearing the crop echoing through the, the sex chamber that is now your... <laughs> I thought you were going to say be colored bedroom. for taking away my carpet. Oh, more accurate indeed you could be you could be like get down on the concrete creep and but basically him. yes we have decided to move and we had a realtor come over to the house the other day who told us a few little things that we ha- that we should do to kind of not necessarily like get a better price but get more in you know like be more likely to sell quicker basically oh, and so one boring. of the things was to put carpets i know so boring one of the things was put carpets in our bedrooms, which is incredibly annoying to me because the carpet in our bedroom was disgusting and now it'll be nice and then we'll be moving. Yeah, but like if you kept it, then you probably would have had just as we had. We had totally perfect, well, we to- not perfect. We had grand carpets and everybody in Fort Wayne loves a cream carpet also. Every carpet is cream or oatmeal. There's not such a thing as like a slightly more practical, darker colored carpet, including the house I was in today. Every carpet is the creamiest color of cream, basically oyster. And we had these cream oyster coloured carpets in the other house and Nash came in one night with a nosebleed and proceeded to flail in the dark with a nosebleed like age seven Nash poor us we could never get it out of the carpet and it was just this weird stain I was down before we were moving I was down with my nail clippers trying to clip the the stain out of the carpet didn't work surprise surprise that's a good idea oh well, no, because we had the professional carpet cleaner. He was like, oh, I've done three rounds on this carpet. I can't get rid of that. It was like, it was very bizarre, whatever it did with the carpet. Anyway, so I thought it'd be interesting to think about like, what were your, you know, best houses you've ever lived in, worst houses, worst experiences, good landlords, bad landlords, etc. Would you ever move again? Well, you well, are I am moving. moving again. I am moving again. But I mean, I would hopefully never... Well, I was going to say I'd hopefully never rent again. But when we thought about, when we first started talking about selling, I was like, oh, we could rent for a few months and be fine. Is this your forever home? As I like to say on American TV shows, is this your forever home? Well, according to Brandon, no. What, what do you mean? your forever home. According what? to Brandon, this is a stepping stone. Does he call it that? Yeah. People are so organized. I can't even cope with it. I like know. a forever home never even occurred to me. And also the thought terrifies me. I hate the idea of thinking that like, this is forever. it. Yeah, I had yeah. a dream last night where Don died, actually. Yeah, it was very... Well, sometimes... Uh, never mind. I had a dream anyway last night where he died. 
dream was like it wasn't me crying like sobbing over his you know f- casket or anything it was more just I was like oh I was like I probably should have appreciated him a bit more it was like very practical I was like I don't think I'm this practical I was more like oh I don't really know what I'm going to do now this is it was it was more of a very bleak dream and I woke up and I looked over and I was like god I should appreciate this guy more and then this morning I was like hey Don do you have the password for the online banking? And he's like, no, no, I don't. You're supposed to be in charge of that. I'm not in charge of this, okay? I'm just paying the bills. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> so all the goodwill from my extremely angsty dream flew out the window in a second and a half. There's nothing like real life to bring you back down to earth, is there? Correct. But I was also thinking, and I said to Don the other day, you know what? They say that the most stressful things in your life are having a baby, starting a new job, divorcing, and moving house, right? And moving, yeah. Isn't that it? And in our last one, two, three moves were when we were pregnant and starting a new job and we bought a new house. So the last time, okay, now we had two babies here, which was a miracle, but the third baby yeah, that we yeah. had, Chance, when we moved here, we were seven months pregnant. We moved, we bought a new house and we started a new job. And, and when you moved to Dallas, you were just about to have Bo, weren't you? We were six months pregnant, Yeah. moved, started a new job, bought a new house and actually bought two new houses in the time, bought a new house, no, sorry, rented a house and moved house, rented a house and then moved when he was a month old. And then prior to that, uh, we were six months pregnant, not starting a new job, uh, six months pregnant with Nash when we bought our house in, in New York and... But I mean, oh, I know you. I thought I thought yeah. you had that house for a bit longer before you had Nash. Mm, or maybe like a couple, maybe three months pregnant, but like oh. earlier maybe. But we were pregnant, pregnant though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I feel like though it wasn't the, ever the. I don't know. I like a bit of excitement. So, but here you, you do, are actually. now. Here you and are, I think, are doing the same but, thing. But I think you thrive on the kind of like thrill of planning and working out logistics, and like I think you enjoy the kind of. No, you do. There's like there's something about I can see it lights a fire. I hate all that. I just I don't. Rosemary, wanna, there is no planning. There is no planning. That's when you go. You love planning. I'm like, no, I don't. I go. Oh, it'll be grand. This will be fine. What day are we moving? Wednesday, grand. What do we need to get done by then? Grand. And like, I mean, I actually counted up how many houses did I tell you I've lived in. Twenty three, something like that. I have to count twenty nine. Oh yeah, but like, what I mean is, when you go, this is what we have to get done. Grand. If, well, when I go, this is what we have to get done. I go, oh my God, we're never going to get it done. Oh my God, I need, oh, oh my God, I need to go and sit down. You know what I mean? Like I get in a panic. Mm, yeah, but like, I don't think, think you're better. I'm not organized. No, I was more thinking that I've been in like 29 different houses. And what I actually was more about to say was that I'm still amazed by how absolutely crap I am at moving house and anticipating all the things that need. I'm very like fly by the seat of your pants last minute. Whereas I think you'll actually do this very organizedly. Like the fact that you even have most of your house repair is done before you're moving now is amazing oh, to God. me well well yeah we have a list we got a well we i say we brandon got a light repaired today and he was like taking that off the list to light with himself oh my god baby brandon can come over and fix some of our stuff i read something yesterday on my new favorite instagram account at the folding lady which just does a lot of folding oh god but you she love was moving that house. I know, I do love it. She was moving house and she was talking about different tips that she got from people. And one of the tips was that somebody had basically color coded their rooms for the movers. So instead mm-hmm. of saying, this is the sitting room, you know, bedroom, whatever, mm-hmm. they'd just gone to the blue room, the red room, and then all the boxes for the blue room were blue. And then in the new house, they'd put a blue sticker on the what they wanted to be the blue room in the new house, if you know what I mean. 
and they said that that really helped. But I don't think we have enough stuff to actually do that. What's the difference between writing kitchen, sitting room? I think it really helped when they had more than one bedroom because they'd be like bedroom one, bedroom two, bedroom three. So it was actually the bedrooms were coloured, you know what I mean? Rather than them trying to figure out which one is bedroom one again. I don't know. Listen, I'm just relaying what I saw on Instagram and I might be relaying it wrong. But Well, we had a, we had a, listen. we got these really convenient ro- rolls of sellotape, like sellotape-ish, and they had stickers on them and it was like kitchen, 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 oh. right? And they're really good. And I bought them about mm, six months before we were moving. And lost them. Yeah, totally lost them. Had them about two days before we were moving, then totally lost them. Obviously packed them. Did they ever turn up? No. I mean, they turned up after we moved and I immediately oh, put them in okay. the bin because I was like, useless. But I mean, I should have kept them because then we moved <laughs> again them for the two next years move. later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just so annoyed with them by the time I saw them again. <laughs> Little did you know. So what's your, like, do you have any top tips for moving? You look very panicked at the thought. Um, did you did like did you pack and move your own house the last time, or did you get movers to pack everything? You know what packed, I mean. Packed. No, we packed most of our own stuff, and then the movers came and packed like the last bits of stuff. But the movers would honestly make you think like if you could afford movers, you shouldn't bother doing it yourself because not because they're like yes they're quick, but also because they just like I start packing and I'm like oh this shouldn't really go in this box. This should go in that box. Do I really need this? Does this make sense? Oh, this is really yeah. precious. But this is mom's cup. Oh, Don, look, this is mom's cup. Whereas really what, you what the movers do is they just go, oh, piece of dirt, wrap it in a piece of paper, put it in the box. <laughs> Absolute piece of crap, wrap it in a piece of paper, put it in the box. What I what I always end up doing is one thing reminds me of another thing that I can't find. And I'm like, oh, I need to find the other thing. You know what I mean? Then I spend half the day toddling around the house trying to find the, like, the fourth cup to go in this yeah. set or whatever it is. We did well. We got oh God, movers a couple moving. of times because you know work moved us, and so. We, but at the same but like time, you, you also still had three kids at that point. No, no, we did most of our own moving Went that to. time. But I mean, I honestly got you get used to them. Like I was saying to Don, I don't even hear their screens anymore. Right? Honest to God, I read books. Somebody, I read thing. I read a thing yesterday in the Style magazine. It was like, oh, now that I have kids, I never get to read a book anymore. I was like, I read loads of books. I only am just reading a great book today. But as I was reading the Do book, you know the name of it. no but it's really entertaining i'll post it later in the show notes okay it's actually really good genuinely listen looking around like the protagonist's name is darren okay so i was actually paying attention yeah darren and he's a ranger he's a texas ranger anyway it's very good but i realized as one of my kids mom 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 and i wasn't hearing it i was hearing it more as a like and then if i need to turn i was like what mom I've called your name 18 times. And I was like, oh, are you fine? This are is Bo, f- was it? Yeah, I was like, are you, are you hurt? No. I'm like, well, then you're Grant. But like, it's, you know, I don't really hear them anymore. So when we were moving, I didn't really hear them as much. Although you have to be careful, obviously. You don't want them like running out in the road between the trucks, etc. And like falling under a box, yeah. Yeah, but they were grand. I mean, useless in terms of moving. Absolutely useless. And they like to take everything out. The minute you find, you know, you're like, don't touch this box now. It's packed full of toys. Don't touch it. What's this? I haven't seen this Superman for four years. Put it back in the box. Stop oh playing with God. it. Oh my God, listen. What's this? I made the mistake a couple of weeks ago. Well, Brandon and I made the mistake together of we were going through some of the boys' toys and going, oh, we haven't seen them play with this in ages. They haven't played with this. This is a bit young. We'll just get rid of, you know, we'll just give some things to charity. And we made the mistake of leaving the box open in the garage. And of course, as soon as they came home, they come traipsing into the house with like 16 toys under each arm going, look what we found in the garage, our favourite toys. Like, yeah, but it's no. also that miracle of like back. how kids can go to other kids' houses and be like, oh my 
God, they have the most amazing toys. You're like, you have all the same toys downstairs, but like they hold none of the, but I mean, I guess it's normal. I did, I did actually though, I was delighted to see, okay, so not related to house moving, but you remember that time I got like into trouble in my friend's house for the fact that like a Barbie and a Ken were found on top of each other in the, in the Barbie house. And I was sent home. Do you remember this? I don't remember that. And it was absolutely not. Yeah. And it was absolutely not me. It was the older sibling in the house had 100% put Barbie and Ken into coitus interruptus in the bed. Yeah. Well, I went upstairs. You got sent home for that? What age were you? Like six, seven. I don't know. (laughs) Eleven. I don't know. No, 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 like seven. And I found, anyway, up in Bo's bed, I found Daredevil with his long snaky tongue and Spider-Man. In a massive embrace. And Daredevil's long snaky tongue is like right in Spider-Man's mouth. And I was delighted. I held them in exactly that pose, carried them into Dawn as evidence. It was not just me. I couldn't help it. It was genetic. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I hope you took a photo for Bo's 21st. Oh, God, I should have. I tried to show it to Don. He was like, not. He didn't really get the the importance of it. But anyway, back to moving house. So where was the very first place you ever lived after... Moving out from home. Does like does student accommodation count? Because I went to college in Galway, yeah, so I moved out from home into like student flats. Yeah, and you had a great time, didn't you? Yeah, I had a grand time. Okay, that didn't look like a great time. But when did you live with your two friends? Which two friends? Kira uh, and Fran. Yeah. Oh well, so after first year, basically in second and third year of college, I lived with different friends. I think in second year I lived with Antoinette and her sister Donna. And then in third year, I lived with Kira and Fran. And then we lived together that summer. We stayed down in Galway for the summer and I worked in the cheese shop. And that was nice, actually, because it was Fran's parents' house in Galway. So, you know, you have a little bit more, you're a little bit more relaxed when you're, well, because Fran was living there with us. So she was more relaxed. And it's not like, like when you're living in a landlord's house, you're always like, oh, my God, like I, I bashed the mirror off the wall and chipped off a bit of paint. I'm going to have to tell the landlord, you know, when you were like when you're really young. Whereas when we were in Fran's house, we were like, everything's grand. Fran's here. It's her fault. When you're really young, I feel like that's, it's more that I, it's more that I feel like it's hard to know. I've told about this with somebody today. Like, it's hard to know. Like, I think you always, you ascribe your own sentiment and your own way of behaving to your landlord, right? So I always think that my landlords in general in life are honest, are decent people, want to give you the benefit of the doubt, you know, and in reality, that's not at all the case. They're just human people. They're no. good, they're bad, they're indifferent. Like, they're they're all different. I think that must have been nice. I've never lived in somebody's house that owned it. I've only ever rented from people. And like, I've had yeah, a couple of strangers. houses. Yeah, I've had a couple of houses that were like super anonymous. I don't think the landlord was ever an issue. And I never, never thought about it, never came into contact, paid my rent, left, etc. But there were a couple where I feel like it wasn't, you know, very, it was, wasn't very good. Like I remember the one in, in, in New York, Don and I, our first apartment together, we got this apartment. It was a terrible apartment. Like it was in Carroll Gardens down in Brooklyn and it was right beside the train, like literally right next door to the train. And there was no insulation. Like it was a total thing. It shouldn't have been an apartment kind of thing, you know, and they never advertised and it was really expensive. And it had, it was totally infested with mice. And I would call them up and be like, Hey, there are mice everywhere. So what do you want me to do about it? You're like, I'd like you to come and do, you know, like, I don't know, get rid of them. Get the exterminator or whatever. Exactly. And every time you'd call them, it would be like, you know, well, that's your problem. You're going to have to pay that. I expect you to pay that. And then like, I expect you to pay me an extra $50, $50 for the fact that you phone called me and told me about this problem kind of thing, you know. And then I remember one time I called him because there was a fire in the building down the road from us. And I realized that our fire escape was 
they'd built the kitchen, they'd actually put the kitchen units on top of the fire escape. So you'd have to like, you couldn't get out to the fire escape, they'd blocked it up. And I called him up and I was like, hey, I don't think this is okay. Like, I need you to come and unlock. And it was all locked up and, and boarded. And I was like, I need you to come and onboard this window. And, and it was like, you know, the biggest drama ever. And then when we moved out. Did he do it? He came and like took the iron bars off the outside. Right. But like they were leading into a corridor. It wasn't like these iron bars were out to the, the main road, you know, which is where oh, okay. we have yeah, iron yeah, bars. Like, and then I remember we moved and we did break the lease, right? So we did break the lease and we said like, hey, we're really sorry. We have to break this lease because we were buying a house. And he was like, oh, yeah, no problem. Like, that's fine. And then, you know, we paid him, I think, an extra $500. And then we asked for our security deposit back. And he's like, no, sorry, you're not getting that back. I said, why not? And he goes, well, if you look in the, he goes, you broke the lease. And I said, yeah, but we had a conversation. He goes, doesn't matter. I'm still keeping the lease, still keeping the security deposit. And I said, Oh, well, I also had like some other security deposit and some other cash. Then he goes, oh, we're keeping that because there's a $500 move out charge. In sorry if you didn't read the contract. You're like, why would you have a move? Like, you didn't help us move out. I was like, I thought that yeah. meant you would help us move out. He goes, no, it's it's a privilege of you moving out basically as a $500 charge. So even if you did everything right and he'd given you back your security deposit, he still would be charging you $500 for the like privilege. Privilege. Of- of you moving your own furniture out of your own apartment. And I said, like, this really seems dishonest. Like, I don't think this seems okay. And he's like, I'm a lawyer. You're welcome to take me to court. Okay. Uh, I'm not about to, oh. but like, you know, just creep. There's nothing worse than a lawyer. Mm. Well, I mean, they're helpful too. But like, in that case, nothing worse than a lawyer who is also your landlord. I have, I mean, like, I've been really lucky because the house that I rented most recently in Dublin and I was in for, I think, eight years. Well, like, I got on really well with the landlord's and, you know, I kind of went through a few. So when I first moved in, it was with my ex-boyfriend and then he moved out and a friend moved in and then another friend moved in and then I got another boyfriend and he moved in, you know, like to go through the boyfriends. <laughs> but like, I think in, I think at the very beginning, they were a bit like, oh, like I think when 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 the first ex and I broke up and someone else moved in, they were a bit like, oh, this is a bit... And, you know, like, they wanted, like, references from the new person. And then after that, they just let me do whatever. You know, they, they were just like, you handle it. Because they yeah. trusted me. They were very nice. But then there was the place... So there was the place that I mentioned before where, where after there was the big snow and the ceiling started melting and he was basically like, you're not getting your deposit back because you moved out and you broke your lease, blah, blah, blah. And then I basically was like, you're not registered with the Residential Tenancies Board. And uh, I'm going to have to get in touch with them and just check that this is all above. Where he was like, you can have your money back. Never want to hear from me again. That was great. <laughs> Until he friended you on LinkedIn. Until he tried to friend me on LinkedIn, yeah. But other than that, like I lived with, I'm trying to think, like probably one of my favourite houses was I lived with a friend of mine in Stony Batter in a really nice house, like a really nice tiny cottage. And I loved that house. It had a gorgeous kitchen, just a really nice cosy. Is that the one where like they kept like breaking your windows of your car? Uh, yeah. Well, my bike got stolen and my car windows got broken. But listen, can't have everything. My bike got stolen outside my most recent house as well. And my car windows got stolen. And, and they tried to hotwire my car and failed and just drove it into a, like, just, just basically rolled it into a lamppost. They stole outside, your outside windows? Window. They stole your car windows? No, no, they they smashed the car windows, including the windscreen, and tried to hotwire the car and then just obviously took the handbrake off and rolled it into a lamppost. No, you said they stole your car windows. Oh, did I? Well, I meant they broke. They they smashed them. But no, sorry. This one was really nice with the really nice kitchen, except that my bedroom, my bed was up on a platform. 
which is fine, right? Because it's actually kind of cosy and it reminds me of Santa Claus, the movie, when they climb into the bed in the wall. You know, and they, have, they have the little bed yes. in the cupboard. Yeah, yeah. It always seems really cosy. But the problem is nobody ever talks about it. You're trying to change the sheets, Beatrice. Well, I don't know. Did I Have I mentioned before the bed that Don and I had on a platform? I think I mentioned that mom and dad it was were in a different. Yeah, you did, yeah. Did I? It was the one in um, Cobble Hill and we had this teeny tiny like it was there was a big sitting room and a kitchen and a back a very nice back garden and then there was kind of a hallway down to the back it was kind of a long apartment wasn't it yeah they're yeah because they're all you know the full length of these kind of old-fashioned houses and there was the um there was this long corridor and on the left of the corridor there was like what anybody else would reasonably call storage space and what i called a study and then above it a bedroom and we put a mattress up on the top kind of mezzanine it was i mean mezzanine like literally call it a plank right a plank wide enough a platform wide enough to hold a queen mattress. And the stairs up to it just had like, you just went up the stairs. There was a, a bookshelf on one side and you went up the stairs. There was like a hole in the platform and you climbed up onto the platform. And it, and it wasn't high enough to stand up or anything. It was just high enough to basically yeah, lie yeah. down and go to sleep. Mine wasn't high enough to stand up on either. And I remember Don and I had just started dating, right? And we were in the throes of like, you know, impressing each other and acting super cool and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, oh, you need yeah. to, God, I don't know what you were like worried what I was going to say there. Just act impressing each well, other is what I was going to well, say. Well, because you said in the throes of and I was like, oh God. T-H-R-O-E-S, Rosemary. Not throes. You know, but I thought not you were going to say the throes, throes of passion. Oh, no. Jesus, go on. I'm not that pick. Oh, are you not? T-H-R-O-E-S. Anyway, and so we're up on the on the platform asleep, right? And in the middle of the night, Don goes to go downstairs to go to the bathroom, <laughs> entirely nude, totally goes to downstairs, entirely misses the ladder, just fell from the platform down to the ground, like the most shameful looking fall. I hear this shriek. I look down, you see this entirely like flesh coloured human just sprawled Oh, poor Don. <laughs> God, so you were obviously very bad. sympathetic. I wasn't. I laughed so hard. You like, you love how you're like, we were in the throes of trying to impress each other. He heard himself and I laughed. I laughed and laughed. You should have seen him though. God bless him. And also like there was no space to even fall. Like he fell down like the legs up in the air over his shoulder. Oh, and was he trying to style it out and be like, I'm fine? Oh, yeah, he was totally acting cool. Oh, oh, he's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> the back thrown Poor out. Don. Uh, that was a great house. That was a great house. Um, and we moved to go to the other house, the desperate landlord. We moved because we thought we'd have more room, but we should have stayed where we were because even though we had no room, it was such a much nicer house and a much better location. We didn't have so the that's. Mice. Yeah, we know, but also it was just like much more pleasant, you know, you know, like when you're mm. not, when you're in a house you like, even if it's tiny, I recommend staying there. Like, don't go for, don't yeah. go for more if you don't think, you know what I mean? If you don't really need it. Because I mean, I think we went because we were like, oh, mom and dad will come and visit and blah, blah. But when they came and visited, then all we want to do was get out of the apartment because the other one had the back garden, yeah, you see. It had the back yeah, garden yeah. and we could go out there and have parties. And this one was on the third floor. And so you were always just trapped in the apartment, which was so unpleasant, especially in a city where like, you know, there's no greenery around you. Yeah, yeah. And you had clone, the dog, oh, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, so yeah. like, well, we had dog. Yeah, so yeah, you keep yeah, bringing him out. It's hard. Yeah. Have you ever? So I was wondering today, as I went to, see, to view this house for my friends, who then put in an offer on it, and apparently their offer was accepted. And I thought, like, it's pretty brave, right? Buying a house sight unseen yeah, by a Skype, and I hope trusting you via FaceTime. Well, I hope they don't hate me now for it. No, I mean they liked it, and then they had their realtor walk through it, and then they were pretty. 
they were pretty on board with it. And then I walked through and kind of gave them like my, you know, but I think like we have Two different cents, taste, yeah. you know. So I was yeah. a bit like, what else do you want to know? You know, what else? But I mean, it is a very nice house. But have you ever rented a house or like, I think this is very much more common now with COVID that people are doing things that, you know, and, and making decisions via video chat that they wouldn't have before. So are you asking, like, have I ever rented a house without seeing it? Yeah. No, no. I'm trying to think. No, like I've, I haven't actually, like, I haven't gone to see that many houses because most of the places that I'd gone to see, you know, if they were in my budget and I had an idea that they'd be nice, most of the places that I went to see, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll take it. There were a couple of times where I said, oh yeah, I'll take it. And then they were like, oh, sorry, we went with another girl. What? I know, rude. Rude. <laughs> um, there was there was one it's time... Like that, that, that movie Shallow Grave. Did you ever watch that with um, Ethan... What's his name? That's not his name. Ewan Ethan McGregor. Ethan Hawke? Ewan McGregor. No. Where they get... They Ethan have the... Like, yeah, I know. They have the they have the flatmates and they're all like they're they're looking for an for an extra flatmate and they do the the, the interview all these people and they're so mean to them right like it's unbelievable they're like you can tell they're just like a loser and you're like God that like I'd be totally the interviewee I've God, never I hope been on the side was of like loser to me I mean Rosemary. probably were I mean I think I think at the time I also worked from home and like one of the houses I went to see was two nurses and a teacher and I kind of got the impression that they were a bit like oh you'll be at home all the time which like fair. Do you mean like I like I never liked living What's with people? What's the problem with you being at home either. all the time? Maybe they'd be like, you could be at home all the time and you'll be cleaning because you won't be working. Well, no, I was working <laughs> from home. I think the concern really was that I like and and I I actually think somebody might have said this to me once, but basically that I'd be at home all day and have the electricity on and the heat well, on, like, which I totally would have. Were they following you on Instagram when you were doing your curly girl? Were they going to be like, she's going to have the immersion running all day? She's going to be washing her hair nonstop. No. She'll no, be drying her hair be- and styling it all day long. This was way before that. When I was doing Curly Girl, I was letting it dry naturally. I was very low energy. I was very energy efficient. Very low energy. That's a Freudian slip if I've ever <laughs> well, yeah, very low energy. I was very but low no, energy. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, there was, one, there was one apartment that I went to see that looked amazing. And it was on North Great Georgia Street, which I love. Really nice street off Parnell Street in Dublin. And... I remember I went to see it and so you went in through one of these, you know, they're like the big Georgian houses basically and you went through and then I realised you went through the house out the back and somebody had built a block of apartments basically in their back garden. Oh, I so the went to see one was, of those as well in Brooklyn. Yeah, and we went through and I yeah. was like, oh my God, this house is amazing. God, I had the exact yeah, same so experience and then we went through and basically into like what could only be called, what my mother would call a latrine with a window and a bed. And I was like, what is this? They're like, oh yeah, you know, like three grand. And I was going, I thought I was like renting the entire gas. Like I thought this was, and I didn't even think that, but I also didn't think, I have to tell you, I thought it was good value, but not like cheap. And then out the back, there's this like plywood, you know, lean to. It was hideous. Now, like, the apartment that I went to see was actually, a, once you got into it, it was a really nice apartment. It was really nicely decorated. It looked lovely. like, And it was really nicely furnished and stuff. But um, I remember there were loads of us queuing up. So, you know, you like get in touch with the estate agent or whatever and they go, come at eight o'clock. There was about 30 of us there at eight o'clock. They didn't arrive till 8.30. And then all 30 of us traipse in. I mean, it's unimaginable now in COVID times, but all 30 of us traipse into this tiny apartment. And you can't really see anything and you're kind of walking and you're trying to ask the estate agent questions. But the estate agent was all eyes for this couple with a baby that I think he was like, this is a nice young professional couple. And I was there on my own. I think I was looking for like me and Kira or me and a friend or something. And 
I think the estate agent had seen like one or two basically good prospects and was just Absolute paying knobs. Actually, you reminded me just there of like a couple of houses that um, a couple of apartments that I went to see when Julie and I were living in Milan. And, you know, I, I had an apartment. Where was I? Oh, yeah, I had an apartment and she was looking for one. She um, her boyfriend at the time had moved back to Ireland. She was looking now to downsize. You know, she couldn't afford the apartment by herself. Like it was, it was a it was a pretty big apartment. She was looking for something else and also closer to work. I remember we went to a couple of things and it was literally like, this is the sewing closet and we've we've shoved a bed into it and, you know, we'll be over here and you could be in here for like equal, you know, equal rent. And it's just ridiculous the things that people think they can get away with. And probably yeah. they do because some people probably are desperate enough. But there were a couple of things that I remember when I was in Milan and I went to look for apartments. And I actually got my apartment through my job. Like when I was working at Fiorucci, I met a couple, a girl, and she was like, oh, my friend lives in Milan and she's looking for a flatmate. So like it was all through word of mouth. So I was lucky. Yeah. But when I went on my Erasmus, I obviously had to go and find one by myself and it was a nightmare right because I also didn't speak Italian but the amount of people who were like the living space is for me and my boyfriend and we're renting this bedroom at the end of the hall and like the bedroom was yeah. and you know and you can come into the, ba- into the into the kitchen between the hours of 8 and 10pm and you're like I don't really understand like if you don't want a flatmate you know don't get figure one, out but something like, else yeah but yeah. this isn't really yeah. okay it was very very odd and like incredibly uncomfortable as well because you're like I I don't really know why you're interviewing me as well if you're planning to never see me. Wouldn't you just be grand Yeah, you to never see or speak to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was very odd. And like also, what would stop you if you moved in just being like, lads, I'm watching Home and Away. Do you want, <laughs> do you want to sit down? You know what I mean? Like what, what was going to stop you? It was not like they were going to kick you out. Like, well, they might, they might have tried. Oh God, it'd be so awkward. Imagine sitting in the sitting room trying to watch the TV when they're like, they're glare. But I mean, how would you get in? They probably put a lock on the door. Oh, it was so awkward. I lived in a house for a while with the owner who was like basically subletting the second bedroom in her house. And she was really nice. The house was lovely. But I think I always just felt a little bit like this is your house and I just live in the other bedroom. Do you know what I mean? That you always felt like or I always felt like. And, I, you know, like I think as well it was because that was pretty soon after I moved home from college. So I didn't have any of my own stuff or anything. So... I moved in and like all the crockery, all the cutlery, all the, everything was hers. You know what I mean? Everything in the house. I didn't have any art. I didn't have any books that I was moving around. If you know what I mean? I was just leaving everything in mom and dad's house still. So I never really made a, like made a stamp on it. But I think then when I got housemates, when I was in the most recent house, I kind of always tried to go, hey, if you want to move anything around, feel free or like let me know if you want more space or let's make more space on the bookshelves if you want to hang any paintings you know what I mean to always go like this you is think, your house too do you think they I would perceive that? you as being that reasonable and that generous yeah I don't know as I was saying that I was wondering like there was one housemate I had who I came home one day and she basically just rearranged everything and put a whole load of my like home decor in a drawer she was just like I just didn't like that and I was a bit like <laughs> okay but also like kind of fair play like it was funny you know what I mean so have you In ever owned, at the time I was probably raging. Have you ever owned a house before? Is this your first house? No, and I won't even own this Brandon will. I'll what? never own a house. Why will you not own it? Because I can't get on the mortgage yet because I don't have three years of accounts here. I don't have any credit rating. So I would just damage his chances, his mortgage chances. I'm a liability, Beatrice. But I presume the two of you it's your house, right? So is this your first oh, house yeah, that yeah, you're yeah, bu- yeah. is this your first house that you're buying? Yeah. You've never bought a house before? No. I tried to buy an apartment years ago, basically just right before the recession. 
when I was working at the Irish Times and I felt very rich. I mean, I probably was very rich by standards of like any other 23 year old. And they were selling you know, the, the apartments at Herberton where the old Fatima mansions were. And they were up for sale. And myself and dad went to see one. They were gorgeous. And they had all these plans for like, there was going to be a super value underneath. And there was going to be, you know, this cafe was going here. This cafe was going there. And there was going to be a gym and 24 hour concierge. Not concierge, but like security. And then I didn't get the mortgage. I think, listen, probably I had too many like, what's that you're buying on my bank account? (laughs) But I think it was also like, I hadn't got quite quite enough like quite three years of of steady earnings or like whatever they were looking for so I didn't get the mortgage but literally about six months after I essentially tried to buy it the recession happened none of the shops moved in they had huge problems with like because it was all kind of derelict they had huge problems with graffiti and with vandalism the management company never properly moved in because the, the they didn't have the right number of flats occupied and stuff so it was actually lucky that I didn't end up buying it but I really Timing wanted to, and the apartments were gorgeous. My first apartment that I bought, thanks for asking, was with Julie in Paris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we bought our house oh. together, our apartment, and we loved it. It was in the 11th. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. It was two bedroom, teeny tiny kitchen, really nice big sitting room, sitting room, dining room, we used it, and just one shared bathroom. But it was apt. We loved it. It was so nice. It was, we felt... Was this the apartment where the pompiers broke into the kitchen? No, that was our rental apartment before that. Oh. Yeah. No, this one was, we were much more mature than we weren't at all. Oh, and and then you became a landlord for a while, didn't you? Like like you no. rented it out after oh, you Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, 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 we did. Well, actually, that's why we ended up selling no. it. It was a nightmare because we got, no, we, we left and we rented it out. We, we left, we moved to America and we rented it out, like, with an agency. Mm-hmm. And then because, like, America and France are extremely different. Like, in America, it's like the companies are you know, you're in charge. If you're the business owner, you have the best deal. But if you're the individual in France, you have many more rights, which is fine, right? Like, and I actually don't mind it, but it wasn't good for us owning so the if, apartment. If if you're the renter, basically, you yeah. have more rights in France. Oh, okay, So like okay. they, we had to give them a year's notice if we wanted them to leave, right? Which we never did. But anyway, they left and they only had to give us like two months notice. And they said, oh, we're leaving. And then we tried to get, you know, we had to go and get other people to move in and it was all very actually also our agents were pretty crap because we you know I would call them up oh yeah actually I would call them up and be like hey and this obviously in French I'd be like hey you know can you get somebody to go over and see the house and see if what needs to be done do we need to paint it do we need to do anything what house like our apartment that we're renting through that like we're renting out through you well like do you know the names these guys I'm like no you told us they're moving out you know this kind of thing we're just like oh my god like absolute ineptitude and so it went on and then they were like, oh, well, they're moving out. They want this. They don't want that. They're not moving. Oh, yeah. They were, cons- they're considering leaving. They're considering staying. And we were like, okay, well, can you go over and have a look at the house? And they come back and they're like, oh, seems like they weren't maybe planning to leave. But then when we came over, they spooked. Now they want to leave next month. It was like a total mess, right? Then it was the summertime and we were, we were very anxious to get somebody to come because we had been the whole new time. Tenants, even, like- yeah, to get new tenants. Because even though we had been, They'd been renting it. We had never, it had never actually made up the amount of the mortgage, right? So we'd always been making up, we'd always been paying each of us like an extra, I think it was between us kind of a thousand, right? A month. So it was like 500 a month, which is actually a lot, right? A lot, when you're, yeah. Yeah. And especially when we, Don and I then had another mortgage, et cetera, et cetera. And like, I'd love to still have it. I really still regret that we don't have it, but we just couldn't afford it, you know? Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. so then we're, so we're trying to find some other, somebody else to rent it. Then they're like, oh, well, 
we'll 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 try and find somebody to rent it so they're like being absolutely crap so finally i get mom on the phone who's like a fluent french speaker and i go mom will you get on the phone and call these guys and like give them what for she calls me back bad news i go what do you mean bad news well i didn't really make a lot of headway i go well like what happened well i called them up and i said hello and they said we hello i said and i said well i'm i'm calling on behalf of julie and beatrice and i'd like to talk about they said it's august madame and she goes Okay, well, like, so what? She goes, well, like, okay, I, I'm aware it's August. Well, you know, can you help me with, we are not open, madam. It is August. We are on vacation. She goes, but well, you're in the office. We, oui, madam, bien sûr. Somebody has to be in the office. We can't leave the office unattended. She goes, well, can you answer my question? It is August. We do not work in August. She's like, well, why are you in the office? Because you cannot leave the office unattended. And like, it was this like ridiculous circular conversation. So, so finally, anyway, Julie and I, well, I, I, I think probably I more strongly than Julie at the time, but I needed to put it on the market. And it was like really yeah. gut-wrenching, as they say, but I, because we loved it and it's such nice memories and I would love to still have it, but it just wasn't practical, you know, in terms of... You know of, what's such a pity? If it had been five years later, mm-hmm. you could have probably got an agency to do Airbnb in it and made, and made your money easily. Yeah. Pro- I'm, yeah, and then no had doubt. it free when you wanted it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but even like just even the management of like France is just, you know, very complicated in terms of the laws. Yeah. yeah. And just even even trying to, you know, it's, it's like any, what happened was like we, we kept getting kind of unforeseen charges because it was a condo. It was basically a co-op, right? So even though you owned it, yeah. you were part of like a yeah, a cooperative, and you know, and, and so it was, yeah. it, we got like we got a on a, a kind of a totally we out of the blue bill for like five grand of like oh they're replacing the roof on building four repairs and stuff yeah, yeah. No, like we were building one but you were part of a cooperation of like seven buildings and it was like oh they're replacing the roof on okay. building four oh they're changing the staircase on building three and you're like oh my god like can't afford this at all I mean of course it benefits you when it's like we're renovating your building. But, and it's improving the area and yes. more people are moving in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but when you're not living not, there, it's less. Yeah. But you just, don't you know, I mean, I, I think I, I, I totally would love to have kept it, of course. But yeah. it was not, twas not to be. Same as our apartment but you know in what Brooklyn, as well, our like, house in Brooklyn. Would it, like, well, the house in Brooklyn was gorgeous. But like, you know what as well, if you'd kept it or like, well, especially the one in Paris. Mm-hmm. You, I think if you had kept it, you would have thought you'd get back much more often. But sure, now you've got four kids. Oh. No, I mean, we I, we barely be back. You... But even like New York, I wish we could have kept it and rented out. But I also am not like, oh, yeah. I'm not blind to the just nightmare of management. It would have been because the house we had was yeah. not in good condition. It would have been nonstop renovations, you know. It would have been nonstop leaks yeah. and like yes. the pipes are frozen. I mean, our house and... that we live in is already a nightmare. Yeah, like yeah. you saw yesterday, I sent you a picture of... The, the leak from the thawing ice and it's like you know you just I mean I I'm know. not used to this I'm used to Kildare this is what the weather is like right Fort Wayne <laughs> I do not know I mean I actually asked people on the in the office I was like hey is like are there things I'm supposed to do I said like I just have a massive leak in the ceiling now that the old ice is thawing and actually the last time we had an ice storm and the ice thawed we had to get the roof replaced Do you remember we had like yeah. 12 leaks we replaced the roof $25,000 not covered by insurance right so fine and I'm like well that's it we're never going to have another problem until, well, actually, the best part was I'm downstairs in the basement working um, at the moment with work from home. I'm on a meeting. I'm, I'm three meetings in. Don comes down with a cup of coffee for me very nicely and goes, what's this? <laughs> Turn around. The entire ceiling to my left is like brown. There's massive leak on the floor. The floor is soaked. The whole thing's leaking. I have been on my Zoom calls oblivious. <laughs> 
So it's not just your children you can ignore. It's literally everything. This is a skill you inherited from Philip McCabe. You're right. You can act, you're in a cocoon of concentration. You can't see anything outside of it. But like how I came down that morning, like I wasn't on a call when I walked down into my office-ish. You're obviously thinking, whose eyebrows am I going to imitate today? Dead right. I did. I did my makeup and everything while I heard nothing. I know. I know. I'm deaf to But that's actually the thing about like, the thing that was so nice about renting for that long is that every time there was a problem like that, you'd call your landlord. And like sometimes, so there was a problem with the drains at one stage and they very nicely were like, "Mm, I think you'll see in the lease that the the drains are your responsibility. So I had to call the like Drano guys or whatever and get them to fix it. Rosemary, one million percent. There are many people in my office who have heard me say, I would never buy again. I should have rented. I should always rent. Why did I ever? It is very Why do any of us buy? We should just rent. And especially now that we're looking to sell, you're like looking around at like little problems that you totally live with. Do you know what I mean? You're like, that's not a big deal. That that like hole in the wall from when from from where there used to be a TV bracket. I don't even see it. But if you're trying to sell it, you're like, oh, you better better patch that up. So annoying. I'm actually very good at patching up holes. If you'd like me to come down and patch that for you. I would. But there's a pandemic. You can't come into the house. I'll I would put on like my mask. If you though. get out, if you and Brandon get out. Happily patch I mean, it for you. I'm very good. I've great. been told that my patching is, is next to not next to. Who told you this? Don, and he's not he's not forthcoming with the compliments let me tell you <laughs> you, you better start saying some nice things about Don because remember somebody commented and said his Don is annoying as Beatrice oh, makes him sound <laughs> poor Don he's so nice Rosemary know, you're in your, one. when you're staging your house are you going to put up your birthday present from me you're going to have to post that on the on the Instagram now to share with people my birthday present is already up I sent a picture of it today to Kirsty McDermott and she said oh my god that's amazing oh did you send it to me no, I sent it to Kirsten McDermott. Did you send a picture of where you hung it to me? Oh, no, because actually I took a picture of it before I had hung it. But I will take a picture of it tomorrow in the nice light and, and I send it to you. Post it on Instagram for everybody to see how much I oh, love yeah, you well. and know you. And then leave it hanging up as a as a bait for these home buyers. It's very Fort Wayneian. Bait for these Actually, what you really buyers. need to put up is like the girl with the pearl earring or something. That's going to get all those home buyers like, oh, what a classic house. I should actually borrow your girl with the scythe or whatever it's called, the one hmm? that you have in the basement. Granny's, Granny's uh, print, you know the one. Oh yeah, well the glass is broken, but I also have a thing of fruit oh, no. that I'll give you, I'll lend you. You can put it up, it looks very classic. Oh no, sure. Should I have all my um, all my botanical prints? And then we have our grenades oh, yeah. in the kitchen for all the gun lovers. They'll be, they'll be delighted. <laughs> Listen, on that note, we would love to hear your tales, good, bad or indifferent, about renting, moving, landlording or landlording. Landlording. I'd like to hear about landlording, honestly. Yeah, so would I. I remember I went on a date with a guy who... Oh, yes, that guy you were dying to marry. Oh, my God. Even though, like, the... the, No, I'd like to... I'd just like to put in there, you only went on one date. But, like, the fact that he owned 77 properties... Had imagined... this is the guy that you imagined me going over in my Game of Thrones first because he invited oh, me yes! over to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> but he told me, when I asked him what he did, I mean, it's such a boring first day question, but I was like, oh, like, what do you do? And he basically was a landlord. And like the, the 5% of me that has any principles and is socialist was like, ugh. And the 95% of me that wants to have money was like, great, a rich man, finally. But now that you say that, is that why you have that microphone covered in fur? Just wondering. No, this is a, I actually don't know if there's any point in having the furry bit. I think it's for, it's for blocking the wind. I mean, it's like, I'm not breaking wind nonstop in the bedroom. So I don't like, it's for the outside. I'm not sure if there's any point in actually having it on it. I didn't know what you meant. I genuinely didn't know what you meant. Okay. <laughs> it's like a little Victorian muff. 
this? For keeping your hands warm? I don't know what. I don't know what you're making the face for. Okay. Filthy mind. Okay. We'd love to hear your stories about renting, owning, buying, moving, landlording, fighting dating, with your landlords. Dating landlords. Dating landlords. If, yeah. Oh my God. Imagine if somebody was listening to this going, a Game of Thrones fan who also owns several properties. I know who that is. <laughs> Right in. Let us oh, know. Sorry, sorry. I, I can give a bit more detail. A Game of Thrones fan, Thrones fans, who also owns some properties and did not date Rosemary, but said he thought he said he really wanted to be my great friend. <laughs> he thought we could have great conversations. That's what he said to me, Beatrice. You could have started you the podcast can get in touch with him. With us. You can get in touch. With, oh my god! And he also texted me that night. That, that night that we had our date and was like, I've just listened to your podcast. It's so funny. You should be a comedian. And I was like, are you taking the piss? And he was like, no, you're really genuinely funny. And he said, I think you're one of the soundest people I've met. What? Obviously, Rosemary, I'm sorry, but obviously insane. Trying to butter me up for our best friends watching Game of Thrones together. He was obviously nuts. Well, listen, listen was this this podcast or your other extremely serious yeah. podcast? It was my other extremely funny podcast. Oh, the extremely, but like the one where you're like a lot more highbrow. I think I'm at the same level. Okay. The one where you have a little bit more opportunity to showcase your high brownness. The and one you thought where you were I interview people about intelligent topics. Correct. Like I try to do to you, but you drag me down to the gutter every single week. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. You can email us, notwithoutmysis at gmail.com. Get in touch via the website, notwithoutmysis.com. Check us out on Instagram at notwithoutmysister and individually on Instagram at Rosemary McCabe with an A on my Mac and Beers McCabe with an A in her Mac. Look at you now at the end of this episode. You were in such a bad mood at the beginning and now the endorphins have lifted you right up. This is I what it's, this is all about hanging out with your mates. Look at you. You're delighted. Mood. You're delighted now. If you have two seconds and you could go on to Apple Podcasts and rate, review and subscribe, that would really help us. And wherever you're listening to this, if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram stories or on Twitter, help spread the word. That would really be wunderbar. As they say in Germany. Oh, sehr gut. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Valenzitic. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity. Sound and original music by... <laughs> I forgot his name. <laughs> Not... <laughs> by... Sound and original music by the extremely pleasant, very patient and hilarious Don Kirkland. Original illustration by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren. As is our podcast, The Critter Shed. For more great podcasts, hop along to thewarren.ie.